Synth Electronic Music Show brought to you by the Coastal Electronauts here in Whitstable. My name is Peter Coit, coming to you from the Sonic Shed, and my co-presenter Clive Walpole is zooming in live from his voltage-controlled studio across town. Hi, Peter, from my uh, analog mechanic workshop. So it's back to just us two this evening with our selection of radiophonics and electronics. And we're starting off with a favourite of ours, Fred Judd. Yeah, good old Fred Judd from 1963. This is uh, from his uh, album uh, Electronics Without Tears, mm. um, uh, which is a compilation album of all of Fred's works um, and a little bit of dialogue on it as well from Fred actually speaking about it, which is quite interesting. Um, and it's all done with uh, music concrete and... Uh, test oscillators and everything and this one's um, called uh, Molecules in Space Judd with molecules in space. It, it does sound like a, the aesthetic of a 
radar engineer like he was, doesn't it? It does, yeah. It's got that sort of, uh, yeah, sort of experimentally sound. I think he actually used a, a prototype synth on that. It's quite a pioneer. Yeah. Yeah, sort of simple idea, but it was predated um, Moog and Booklers. Mm. And he must have had a lot of knowledge from his uh, radar and engineering background. And well, that's the thing. He would have been using sort of things like test oscillators and all that sort of thing and setting up equipment, you know, mm. setting up um, circuitry and things like that. So yeah. he would have had a really wide knowledge of um, producing waveforms, yeah. really. Signals, yeah. Signals and waveforms, yeah. Well, another pioneer of electronic music I've come across in the, this month's edition of Electronic Sound Mag. There's a Swedish chap called Hans Edler. He made a totally electronic album in 1971, and he used a massive music computer based at Stockholm's Electron Music Studio. Looks the size of Mission Control, and they had to learn maths to program each note. And every note and every duration had to be programmed separately, so it took forever to make anything. But he came out with this whole album, which uh, apparently the sort of copies of it going for hundreds of pounds. Mm. It's a very, very interesting album. It's really enjoyable. So I've chosen one track from it called Langdbort, which means far away.
got a sort of a folk quality to that. Yeah, it's yeah. I was thinking as well, it's like electronic Gregorian chant mm, yeah. in some ways, you know, it was that sort of vibe. And, and yeah. some of it, even if you had a, like a rhythm going on it, was almost a bit kraut rock. <laughs> Just, you know, yeah. I sort of hear those all little yeah. I don't know, hints to all things like that. But yeah. I really like that, I've got to really uh, explore him a bit more actually yeah. it's completely new to me he only made that one electronic album purely mm. electronic album and yeah there's a few people out there that made, did one album and, and that was it and they disappeared mm. and uh, I think uh, the, uh, probably the uh, experience of having to program one note at a time <laughs> it takes so long a lifetime to do yeah, more than one with that gear <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah. yeah it's interesting though what um what people had to do to get their art sort of into yeah to actually produce it you know well the process is part of the exploration and part yeah how you make things isn't it it is yeah yeah and it's quite a tactile thing electronic music because you are sort of twiddling knobs and just yeah i know playing an instrument is tactile anyway but it seems to be i always see it more like sculpture and mm. Yeah, you don't get you don't often get that immediate result. So we're going on to another pioneer, one of our favourites, yes. Susan Chiani. We've got a track from a new album that's coming out soon. Yeah, well, I've got it now. It's the, the album. This is part four. It's from a Sonic Womb, and uh, she's uh, she's already really inspired me. She's one of my favourite performers. Really, she inspired yeah. me to look in the philosophy of West Coast music. And, uh, which is sort of really gearing me towards more and more and more towards that way of thinking about music and trying to make my studio into a more West Coast based. Yeah, no, it's very interesting. Uh, thing. So, that, and this is just one little excerpt from it. So it's a hot one whole piece. This, but this is part four of the Sonic Womb. It's um, a live from a live recording, isn't it? It's a live recording. Yeah, yeah. This, this is Susan Charney. A Sonic Womb, Part 4. Thank you. 
So you're not tied to a clock. No, a clock too much. or even a set scale. It's, yeah. it's you know, um, I've just bought the zero control sequencer, which really sequences note length. It it, it, it gives you tone, but it's not it's not quantized to any scale, uh, and it's really a hands-on exploration when you use it. Yeah, I love that. One of the other aspects of it is, is there's lots of random elements that are introduced that you can uh, yeah. yeah explore. Yeah, there's a certain amount of sort of there's a certain amount of pre-programming, but there's a lot of there's a chance element to it. Chance, that's what I like. Yeah, yeah. The next track we've got is uh, from Venetian Snares. Yeah, Venetian Snares. Uh, Aaron Funk is mm. Canadian um, performer. Um, uses a lot of uh, beat-based electronic music um, and he uses very odd time signatures, uh, quite complex drums and samples in with it, but it, it's quite very, very rhythmically based. Mm. But I've uh, just bought this album, actually. Of, of, uh, it's, uh, this was 2016, it's come from. It's called Decembers, uh, from an album called Traditional Synthesizer Music, <laughs> which it's anything but... But uh, I love I love these sort of uh, cool tile really. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting stuff. Different to anything else I've got on with electronic music actually. All oh, right. Yeah. Well, this is called December's by yeah. Venetian Snares. <laughs> Thank you. 
certainly got a funk as well, hasn't it? It has, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I'd recommend the album. It's a brilliant album. Now, I read that he was in a bit of a financial trouble a few years back, and uh, but he started to sell his, his music on Bandcamp, who have been really supportive to artists by not charging any commission on certain yeah, Fridays. Yeah, yeah, I saw they started doing that, yeah. And like many other artists these days, our next artist, Scanner, relies on this sort of income... He's actually got his own fan club where you can pay a monthly fee and get uh, a free release every month. That's well worth it. Yeah. But there's a track I've chosen from uh, his Warp and Weft album he brought out. He's improvising using uh, Make Noise Morphogene, those fantastic Coco Qantas, that Seattle Lombard instrument, that's a wooden synthesizer that has no indication what anything does, but they are um, unique instruments that he makes amazing stuff uh, they're amazing aren't they they're, they're really quirky looking but yeah, yeah. And this is the track from the album Not Interlace the fast version Thank you. 
hasn't it? Lovely, uh, yeah, and I love all his sort of evolving sounds. It, it's really uh, immersive, sort of. Quite polyrhythmic as well, that one. Yeah. All the stuff going on in the background, but I love the yeah the way these sort of pieces evolve. Different aspects get your attention at different times, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's actually yeah, like a it's cool, um, not like a sound animation. I don't know how you describe it, but yeah, it, it does give you a, uh, a strong visual sense mm. of what's happening as well. But yeah, I love that. Next we have a piece by Wendy Carlos called uh, Geodesic Dance. Yeah, this is this is from her By Request album, an album I had um, in, in the early 70s. Okay. Um, I bought, bought a lot of uh, Wendy Carlos' stuff, uh, all of it really. And then I sold off all my vinyl. Um, so I've just started sort of replacing it gradually with... CD and digital versions, and this is uh, something I only got the other day again because I think it had been deleted for a long while by request. Mm. It's got a lot of unusual tracks on it, um, very very different tracks. Um, some of the very early stuff, and this is this is a more experimental piece by her. So this is a geodesic dance by Wendy Carlos.
so that was definitely um, a module I've got on there. Um, I would say it probably, listening to the style, though, it probably was around the same time as the Switched On albums and uh, and when she was doing stuff for um, uh, Clockwork Orange what, mm. and that, because, because of the style of it. It's very clean, very modern, you know, contemporary sound, isn't it? It does, yeah, yeah. And you imagine that we talk about how difficult it is making music with all these old equipment, but you just don't realise that having to play that all live, overdubbing... Yeah, it's all, yeah, yeah, and, 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 and it's, it's getting things synced to... I know she had problems syncing stuff because uh, she had to recall something slower and speed them up and mm. all had to sync in the right time signature. And be in tune when it's yeah, on the right and speed. Yeah, be in tune. It's a lot of work yeah. in, instead of, you know, what you can do today with, yeah. the, with the touch of a button. So next we have a... Yes, uh, yeah, analog mechanic. Yeah, that's. Well, <laughs> I guess who that is. Uh, uh, this is called Kelp Forest. Uh, going to my 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 sea kick again with this one. Uh, I like get inspired a lot by the sea. Things to do with the sea. This is a all soft synths. Um, it uses a a modular soft synth called uh, Basil. Basil, I think that's pretty hard to pronounce. Basil. 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 Yeah, and. Uh, a soft CS80, the Arturia CS80, and and the uh, a Logic synth Alchemy, which I've had for a long time. I used to have Alchemy before it was actually bought up by by Apple. Yeah, was it? It was very good synth. That. Synth, and I, I use it a lot. Could you get some really nice textural sort of sounds out of it? It's very nice for really interesting pads and things like that. And I, and I stack them actually. I tend to stack the sounds that get out of it to, mm. to make more complex sort of sounds from them. But yeah, so this is Kelp Forest trying to get the mood of. Uh, I was inspired by a. Um, it was an undersea documentary I've been seeing um, where they were swimming through a kelp forest, which looked quite magical with things. There we are, Kelp Forest by Analog Mechanic.
Feel myself drifting through the kelp. What's the kelp with that one? <laughs> Kelparama. Floating dreamlike, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm listening to it from a distance in cut of time now. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. So I have a piece next which includes myself performing on the, uh, the Ouija instrument, as we call it, together with Thomas Gardner on cello, Andrew Roberts on violin. And it's a live recording of a performance we did at the Fort Process Festival at New Haven Fort in 2018. And it's a piece called Fortress for Three Musicians. We're exploring the intersection between musical territory generated by scores and the physical and political territory created by the fortress. It's going to be released soon on cassette through uh, Jonas Gustafsson's um, Impeca label. And we're hoping to have him and Thomas Gardner on our show nearer the time of release but in the meantime is a section from Fortress for Three Musicians like Automatic Rising Circle
um, sort of noise textures in there as well. Well, it relates to the Luigi uh, Nono piece, where it's difficult to tell where the acoustic instruments start and the electronics begin. Yeah. And the, with the long delays and the uh, processing. Yeah. So the Ouija, well, I've never actually seen this instrument, but it's, it's a bit like, um, like the coma, but a more complicated processor or something as well, the way it works. It's using Max MSP to... Uh, interpret hand gestures, positions, and each position or gesture relates to different processes in different areas. So it's quite, it's fairly complicated, but mm. uh, it's, it's surprisingly easy to to play as an instrument. And interesting as well, because you uh, assume that some of that was the rain as well, so you've got sort of a yeah. environmental element coming in there as well. We've got another improvisation with the next piece by Laurie Spiegel. Yeah, this is on, on an instrument, uh, a concert concerto generator. It was from 1977. It's actually an early uh, vintage electronic uh, digital synthesizer. The, um, I think we've had a piece um, before performed on it. It's called the uh, Alice Digital Synth uh, from Bell Labs. Uh, yeah. Experimental synth. It uses banks of digital oscillators that are... Frequency modulating each other really, and so mm. it's probably an early FM synth, you would call it now. But uh, and she writes interactive software to it, doesn't she? As well, that's right. Yeah, it goes a bit further than that. So mm. yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, just just a lovely sound, but interesting sound. Mm. Um, and I've been you know long sort of follower of, of Laurie Spiegel as well. So this is improvisations on a concerto generator, by Laurie Spiegel.
Penguin. That was actually um, how G. Alice uh, developed that synth uh, right. in the Bell Labs. And uh, it's probably one of the first digital synths, I should think. Mm. Yeah, fantastic sound to it. Yeah. So we're back to the Radiophonic Workshop with uh, yeah, yeah. Delia Derbyshire next. And this is from 1968. Uh, it's from the, al- the album BBC Radiophonic, the BBC Radiophonic album, which is the first one they brought out. It was in mono, actually. I remember mm. it was a mono album. Because uh, I don't think they ever recorded in stereo at the time. Um, for, obviously for television programmes. Yeah. Um, and this is called Swiss Wee, Swiss Wee, Ooh, Ooh, Ooh. And that actually comes from a, uh, an Isaac Asmanov play, short story. It was... Um, on the radio, out of the unknown, and it's, it's her voice on it. Uh, it's about these um, automata, uh, and they rebel against the humans and worship a god of an energy converter. <laughs> and they're saying, "Praise the master, his wisdom, his reason. Praise the master forever. Ooh ooh ooh, his whiz, his whiz. Ooh ooh ooh." Um, which uh, was recently, uh, I think, used on the Conservative Party uh, conference, but. Um, Oh, yeah, the online one. The online one, that's right. It could be actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> I like that percussion. Yeah, yeah. We've actually got a Brian Eno piece with Robert Fripp next. We've not featured Brian Eno much. No, no. Um, this, this is from. Um, Maybe uh, he's got enough attention. Probably had, but you know, it's, it's definitely worthy of of, uh, of a play. Mm. <laughs> and this is. Um, yeah, this is a Heavenly Music Corporation. It's from a, an album called No Pussyfooting, and it, was, it features Robert Fripp and Brian Eno. It's probably, I think it's the first um, album to feature Frippertronics, which involves the use of two tapes, uh, slightly out of sync, uh, delaying. And it was based... Actually, the, the system was, uh, was developed... Um, 
by where Eno was experimenting with the tape system. It was developed by Terry Riley and Pauline Oliveros, actually, where they're using two two real real recorders, um, and then one routes its signal back into the other one. So it's a kind of a a looping loop. Uh, it does produce a very interesting. Um, sort of soundscapey, you know, uh, like it's like a delay with an enormously long tail on it, isn't it? or you know, a reverb with an enormously long tail on it. It's it's really a nice ambient sound. And this is from an, an album I've got a quad quad um, quad uh, a, a double album that they've produced with different versions of it, and this is one of the tracks that they've remastered. This is a heavenly music corporation in the Nord close to uh, Robert Fripp uh, near the front and I was looking at all his equipment which was basically consisted of about five or six uh, even tied delays channeled into each other amongst everything. you can get the same effect with that can't you actually by uh, feeding it, um, even tides back into each other and things like that wow. yeah that sort of I think what? there's a pedal called Frippertronic actually now you can just stick it through a pedal and get a Frippertronic <laughs> <laughs> well he should buy one and <laughs> save a lot yeah. of space <laughs> so we're on to our last track of the evening. We've got a tradition there of having a little bit of a banger towards the end of the program. That's right. And tonight we've got a piece by LaRue. Yeah, Ellie, Ellie Jackson. And apparently she started off with a folk 
musician. Yeah. And then got into sort of electronic music. She's got a bit of a musical history as well from her grandfather was uh, Anthony Bernard. And he was the uh, founder of the London Chamber Orchestra. All right, so and she's got musical background. And the Shakespeare Memorial Theatre, Stratford and Avon. So, yeah, so she's got sort of a, a family history of music. And uh, I mean, you know, you say folk music, but I think music's music, really. It's all. But out of all the sort of contemporary pop artists, uh, LaRue appeals to me. She seems to have uh, the right sort of synth sounds and the melodies that... Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I know she's influenced by some of the 80s, 90s sort of synth pop acts, so that's probably why. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got that, that, it's still got that vibe in it, hasn't it? The, the sort mm. of 80s stuff, but... Uh, yeah, I, um, I really... It was the first time I heard it, it's 2009 this came out, and uh, I thought, yeah, I love that. It's straight away it got to me. It's a lovely track. Okay, well, this is Bulletproof. A jolly tune. It is a lot of little fatty on there as well, playing away in the background. Yeah. Right, right. That's a mook, by the way. Oh, yeah, It's very, yeah, sort of Vince Clark influence, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, really, really nice yeah. sound. Yeah. Pure oh, synth sounds, pure poppy. Yeah. Thanks again for listening tonight. There's some great tracks there. 
Yeah, it's uh, really uh, a nice range of Yeah. The more we delve, the more we find. Yes, yeah. It's, uh, it's a constant journey of discovery. So we'll see you next week. In the meantime, join us on the Facebook page at Coastal Electronauts. And uh, we're on Twitter as well. So we'll see you next week. Yes, yeah, see you.